Hey guys, and welcome back to The Basic Witch. We are on episode 8, and we are finally talking about the Wheel of the Year. So before we jump right into it, I want to tell you guys a little bit. First off, I literally have recorded and deleted this episode maybe 10, 12 times. It's not because I'm a perfectionist, it's just because I want to keep it basic and keep it simple so it's easy to understand because the Wheel of the Year is pretty fucking overwhelming to just dive right into if you have no history of it or not really sure what it is or anything like that. So I just want to keep it simple and basic and give you guys the general concepts of it and then if you want to take it further, that's great. We can have discussions in the Facebook group. You can email me, whatever, and we'll go from there. But for today's purposes of this episode, I just want to keep it simple and basic. When I first started my journey to learn about the Wheel of the Year several years ago, I started off by going to YouTube videos and different podcasts and reaching out to other witches. And in the 15 hours that I spent researching all of that, I became so fucking overwhelmed that I was like, holy shit, I still don't even fucking know what's what. So it took me a lot of time to really um, get a general concept, a basic concept, something in concrete of what the hell was going on. Because you can go search everything and you'll be all over the place if you don't have a general concept of what it is first. So with that said, um, I really want to just keep it basic and super simple. I don't want to confuse anybody or be overwhelming because it is a lot to take in. So here's my little ad. I know it's really cheesy and I'm really sorry. I promise I am going to um, redo and update it here soon. But let's dive in after the ad. What is the Wheel of the Year? So it's basically just the annual cycle of holidays that witches celebrate. And it came from Wiccan tradition originally and pagan tradition way back when. In Wiccan tradition, it is all based off the god and goddess, the sun and the moon. But for this purpose, we're going to just talk about the basics of it. I'm not going to get into the whole Wiccan part of the sun god and the moon goddess and all those parts I'm just going to give you guys the general everyday witch definitions of what the will of the year is and explain it that way because I know we have so many different um, types of witches here and different paths that everybody's on so don't want to tailor this to any one specific path so we're going to keep it completely general and something that is explainable for every path of witchcraft that you may be on so With that said, it is the, basically the cycle or calendar of, um, holidays that witches celebrate. There are eight Sabbaths. Originally, there are only four. The other four got added in at a later time, and two of the names were actually not added in until the late 70s, and I will tell you about those when we get to them. So, the, um, eight Sabbaths, they basically align with the uh, the equinoxes and solstices and the midpoints in between. The first Sabbath we'll talk about is Yule, also known as the winter solstice. It happens in December. I believe it's the 21st for this year or was for 2020. 
yeah, it will be the 21st for um, 2020. So, like I said, you'll see a lot of similarities between Yule and Christmas. And that's because way back when, Christmas was actually a pagan holiday as far as the traditions go and everything. And like I said, I'm not going to get into all of those parts of it because those are four specific paths and we're keeping this pretty general but that is something that's really interesting to look up some of the similarities and things that are still kept as Christmas traditions that were originally pagan traditions so Yule is the longest night and the shortest day it's a time to celebrate the return of light because from here on out obviously the days will start to get a little bit longer and the nights will get a little bit shorter it's a solar turning of the tides the sun offers a fresh start it's a time of renewal and hope. So there's a lot of things that you can do to celebrate Yule. And a lot of them are going to sound like Christmas type things. Yule is celebrated for 12 days. So way back when, they would light a log on the first day of Yule. And they would make sure it kept burning for 12 full days. We clearly don't always have that option or availability. Um, and this time (laughs) because it's really hard to put a fire in your fireplace and let it burn for 12 days because if you're not there your house can catch on fire or something like that so safety reasons we may not stick to every single tradition blindly but also you guys need to keep in mind that there's no wrong way to be a witch you've heard me say it a hundred thousand times so you have to adapt you don't have a fireplace light a candle and you can light that candle every day from the same time from like you know an hour long in the evenings for 12 days straight and you're still celebrating you're still doing the same concept or whatever it's still the same conceptual idea so don't feel like you have to follow every single one of these to the t you celebrate and adapt it to how it works for you and how you feel it so um another part way you can celebrate is um the crops are harvested and everything so making meals and you'll learn that there is a lot to do with food and things when it comes to witchcraft and celebrations um that's great especially if you're a kitchen witch it's wonderful but if you're not a kitchen witch it's just still a great time because you could try out new things and step out of that comfort zone a little bit and make something that you wouldn't normally make and try it out just something different and it's just a little way to celebrate you know and it's really cool and again another um tie back so we decorate trees for yule um a lot of times they use like pine cones and foliages foliage excuse me and candles and stuff like that clearly you cannot put a candle in a tree right now because you'll catch a damn thing on fire and burn your house down and we don't want that so Decorate your home. I mean, literally, if you're in the broom closet, Yule is probably one of the easiest that you can still celebrate because a lot of it are what are known as Christmas traditions anyway. So you can still celebrate it without anyone even knowing what the hell you're doing because it's all pretty much the same. Gifts are exchanged. It's literally basically a lot of the same concepts as Christmas. So in a nutshell, that's Yule. All right, the next one is embolic or, excuse me, <coughs> it's also known as Bridget's Day, which I don't never really heard anybody call it that, but it's also been known as that. So, it is February 1st, or was February 1st of 2020, and it's the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And you're basically it's a time to prepare for spring, a time to clean and organize not only your living environment but your mind and your heart. 
and you're going to prep for the upcoming season of growth. So this is a really great time to do personal inventory, look inside yourself, kind of see what's missing and what you can adapt and change and set your new intentions. It's just a really great time of looking forward. So things that you can do to celebrate is lighting candles, lots of candles, and you'll see again some repetition going on with how people celebrate these um, different Sabbaths. And it's really cool because you can use the same things over and you don't have to go out and buy all new shit or whatever. And if you're like some people who leave their um, Yule or Christmas decorations up till January or February, I'm not going to lie, I have done that. I have really been lazy before and just not taking the shit down. So, yeah, so you can reuse some of those items to celebrate um, embolic. Again, feasting, lots of food going on fires it's another time of cleaning the home and the mind that's really important thing is the it's like the pre-spring cleaning but really focus on yourself and your mind and getting rid of negativity and anything that's been built up in there this is a great time to prepare yourself for new beginnings and starting over and and just clean out everything inside of you it's really it's just really awesome Um, bonfires, or obviously since it's fucking February, and, you know, in Indiana, there could be, like, it could be 60 degrees outside, or it could be, like, three feet of snow, so, don't feel like you have to, you know, go out and start a bonfire, and all the snow is shut and everything, you can have a fire in the fireplace, or if you don't have a fireplace, you can light a candle and replace that, or have a little fire in your cauldron, you can adapt, it's totally, absolutely fine. The third Sabbath is Ostara and now there's some debate about that because a lot of people will call it the spring equinox and this and Mabin are the two Sabbaths I was telling you at the beginning those names did not come into play until the 70s so a lot of people will freak out on you if you call it Ostara instead of the spring equinox and that's just because they're being assholes and they'll say oh well you're not a witch if you call it blah 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 fuck that you are too don't listen to people who hate on you. You be whatever kind of witch you want to be and let them be whatever witch they want to be and just do it. I get so frustrated when I see people being so mean to other people, especially in the groups on Facebook. It's kind of crazy. We all have the same purpose, you know. We're all on the same general path. I mean, yes, some people may be Wiccan or Pagan or Eclectic or Green or Kitchen or Hedge or what the fuck ever, but our same conceptual path is the same. So, don't let anybody bring you down because you say a word wrong or you call it by something else. It's still fine. We know what you mean and don't sweat it. It's fine. Okay, so, sorry about the little rant. Ostara or the Spring Equinox is um was March 19th for 2020 celebrating that winter is over and the day is and night the day and night is completely equal on this day it is the same amount of time and from here on again the days will start getting longer and it'll be light longer spring is here or it's close anyway because I mean think back guys I mean I'm in the midwest I think I've said over 100 times Indiana And in March, it can be really unpredictable. It could be 60 outside one day, and the next day it could literally be like negative 10 with 10 feet of snow. So, you could celebrate that it's, you know, spring is here, but it's not really fucking here. 
it is definitely a time for fertility, birth, and renewal. And that kind of goes back to the whole um, the Wiccan explanations of it all. And if you want to um, study more about that or learn more about that or have questions, you can always email me or we can have a discussion on the um, sorry in the Facebook group after this or whatever. But that comes to the moon goddess and the maiden mother crone situation. But we'll talk about that in a whole different thing if you guys want to do like a Wiccan version of it. That's totally fine. It's also a time for growing season is here. So they're soon we'll be getting ready to plant the fields and things like that and everything else. Like I said, March is kind of cold still nowadays compared to what it used to be. But these are the traditional concepts of it. So things that you can do to celebrate Ostara. Take a walk, meditate outside, plant flowers, bird watch, have a picnic, and just kind of enjoy the benefits of spring. If it is actually spring outside, which 9 times out of 10 in March nowadays is still going to be cold as fuck. So you're going to have to adapt. Um, if you want to bundle up and take a walk, go for it. You want to bundle up and meditate outside? fuck yeah you may not be able to plant some flowers though because the ground's probably still gonna be a little frozen and bird watching you can do from your window you can have a picnic with you know indoor picnic on the floor or something there are ways to adapt i assure you you can still celebrate all these even if there's 10 foot of fucking snow outside i've done it for years it's totally fine it will work all right so let's see what is next Ooh, beltane Beltane, um, also known as May Eve or May Day to some people, it was May 1st this year. The uh, concept of Beltane is about fertility, and it's basically the ancient fertility festival, or it was. Um, it's marking the beginning of planting season, and they had festivals for um, ensuring a bountiful harvest. It's just a lighthearted and joyful time. Now, I personally think of this as, like, the the spring celebration, because, like I said, in March, it's fucking cold. There's snow and everything here in Indiana. In May, it's a little bit more springy, I guess, and that's what I'm trying to say. But there's lots of different ways that you could celebrate Beltane. Um, again, lighting a fire is always going to be one way to celebrate any of the Sabbaths, honestly. Um, create something together with, with other people. And it doesn't have to be with like-minded people. If, if you're still in the broom closet and you literally have no one around you could do things with. You could make things with like your kids or your partner or some friends or whatever. And they don't even have to know that you're celebrating if you're in the broom closet. You can do it kind of like just like, you know, a fun girl's day or guy's day or whatever, you know. And just make something that you feel kind of special to. Or if you want to do it by yourself, you can do things like um, some crafts, you know, um, making your own spell jars or uh, upcycling, you know, things to make them into something else or whatever. There's all different things you could do to um, create something for it. Seek out the fairies. Now, we haven't talked about fairies yet, and we will talk about them in an upcoming episode. And I'm kind of really excited to talk about fairies because I've always been drawn to the fairies and the whole concept. 
the veil is thin on Beltane, so um, it's a really good time to try to connect with them. You could go camping, go out and dance outside, and if you want to dance naked in the moonlight, fucking do it. Don't let anybody say anything or make you feel like you can't do shit. I don't care. I'm a bigger girl, and I will... If I didn't live in town, I will probably go in the country and dance naked in the moonlight. Just because I want to. I don't give two fucks what anybody thinks, honestly. And you guys shouldn't either. Do your own thing, be you. Back on track. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, and then Litha is next. And we just talked about that um, a couple weeks ago because it was June 20th. And I did the whole little special episode on it. But if you haven't listened to it, I will basically just recap. Litha is also known as the summer solstice or um, midsummer. It was June 20th. It's the longest day and the shortest night. Sadly, it is the beginning of summer, but yet the days get shorter from here on out and the nights get longer. So um, the crops are planted, they're growing, the woods and forests are full peak. There's an abundance of wildlife all over. Where we live, there's this one back road in the next county over, and it's literally like a mile over so you kind of are in that county a lot and this back road is nothing but like wildlife everywhere I I don't think I've ever drove on it and not saw something like a deer a squirrel a possum a skunk a raccoon some other little woodland creatures literally everywhere and it's so wonderful it just makes me feel so at peace like it's just an amazing it's an amazing drive to see all this cool shit so I mean, Litha is just a joyous celebration. So, there are things that you can do to celebrate. And I did a lot of these um, this last week. I'm sorry, two weeks ago. Make something. Honey, anything. Honey is like the key when it comes to Litha. Or Litha. You can say it however the fuck you want. It's like Athame and Athame and Athame. Doesn't matter. Say it however the fuck you want to say it. Anyway, honey is like key, and I have literally been adding honey to everything. I just made a clear cake yesterday for my husband, and I added honey to it, and I've never done that before, but he loved it, and it turned out really amazing. So, I've always been drawn to honey. It's like one of my favorite flavors, but lately, I don't know what it is, and it all really just started like a couple days before Letha that just honey was drawing me in to add honey to everything, so... Um, some of the things you can do to celebrate Letha is cloud scrying, which is so cool because, you know, if you're driving in a car with people or you're at home sitting, looking out the window, or if you're just sitting outside, whatever, you can totally scry at the clouds and see what you see and nobody will know what the hell you're doing. And it's super cool because people always, you know, like try to make shapes out of the clouds or try to see things on the clouds. So nobody's going to think you're a witch if you're still in the broom closet and you're cloud scrying because everybody does it. So, that's something you can do. Take a long walk in the woods or the forest. And I am never more at peace than I am when I'm out in the woods. Just kind of taking a walk and just absorbing all the energy from Mother Nature. And it's so wonderful. And you can do this every day. It doesn't have to be Litha just to do it. I mean, it's really a great way to ground yourself too. You can go camping. um, Visit a farmer's market. Bonfires. And one of my favorite things to do, and I do this all summer long, I make sun tea. And I add honey to it because honey is life. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm a slut for honey now. I don't know what my deal is, but it's gotten bad. But 
sun tea. I make sun tea all the time. And people are always like, oh, you know, we focus so much on the nighttime and the moon and all of that when it comes to witchcraft. Like, everybody thinks it's all about darkness and, and all that. But there's a lot of wonderful things we can do from the sun, too. And sun tea is one of my all-time favorite things to make during the summer. And it's very just awesome feeling knowing that you're literally, you know, working with the sun to make this beverage for your family or whatever. I know I sound crazy, but it's it's just really cool. I don't know. I, I guess I just find amazing stuff and I find energy in all of these little things. And that's why I'm so happy all the time because I find enjoyment in the smallest of things. But... It's just crazy. I don't know. You guys are going to think I'm nuts. So, we'll just move on. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, we are going to move on to the sixth Sabbath. Okay. So, there's a lot of debate on this one as well. So, some people call it Lunasa. Lunasa. Some people call it Llamas. Which sounds like Llamas. And it's spelled the same except for... It has one L and two M's instead. It is August 1st this year, and it is a time of hope and fear. Hoping for a good enough winter, but also fear that there's not going to be enough of what you need for winter. So think back to, like, the way olden days before there were grocery stores everywhere and everything, and people depended on the harvest and, you know the animals and everything to eat for the winter time. So this was a time of holy shit, we're preparing ourselves to to, you know, have everything for winter. Are we gonna have enough? All of that stuff. And it was really just like a a a time of great hope, but also a time of fear. And we're still kind of celebrating that today. And the fact that there are a lot of things that wintertime brings to us that can be super exciting or super scary. So it's the same concept, just different variables as to what is affecting us and that we have hopes and fears in. So witches also focus on their abilities right now and take steps to protect themselves and their homes because the veil is thinning and we are getting close to lots of different things going on and we just have to be very protective of ourselves. Now, in the early spring, we took a self-inventory and we cleansed our minds and we cleansed our hearts and our souls and everything. And now is the time to protect our hearts, protect our souls, and to prepare ourselves for anything that may come. So, some different ways that you can um, celebrate Lunasa or Llamas, however you pronounce, decide to pronounce it, it's completely up to you. Have a popcorn party. Why? I honestly don't fucking know, but literally everything I've ever read... In the years I have been studying, the Wheel of the Year has mentioned popcorn at Llamas. And I honestly don't know why. Like, I've tried to find, like, some kind of reasoning and everything. And the closest thing I I have found is because, like, the harvest has come in and they have this corn and popcorn. That's literally the only connection I have found between the popcorn party situation and Llamas. So, I don't know. I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers when I really don't. So, I'm I'm straight being honest. Make beeswax candles. And I think this is so cool. I would love to have a, like, be a beekeeper and have, you know, my own hives and combs and all that shit back there and be able to do all this stuff. It would be so cool. 
I don't, and I would probably get stung, and I probably let them sting me because I don't want to hurt them because they're so super cute, and I love their honey, so I don't want to hurt them, but it would be totally awesome. And I know that you can buy, like, the beeswax from different places that sell, like, honey, like, if you go to, like, an actual honey vendor person, um, you can actually buy beeswax stuff and make your own candles. All right, visit a sunflower farm. This, I think, is so cool, and we have one that's, like, I want to say like 40 miles away. Sadly, I have never been able to go. So my goal for llamas this year, which I did forget to tell you guys, is August 1st, is to go to a sunflower farm. I think it'll be the coolest shit ever. I've been obsessed with sunflowers since I was little. I don't know what it is, but sunflowers, I just they give me energy and they're just so beautiful. I love it. One of my favorite things about sunflowers is they're always turning towards the light. Like, you always see them turning to find the light. It is so awesome. Okay, another thing you could do to celebrate llamas is bake bread or make something from scratch. Start just from complete scratch. No box stuff. I mean, you can use box stuff if you really want. I really don't care. Nobody cares. I mean, nobody's going to be like, oh my god, you didn't make that from scratch. You're not a real witch. I don't know, someone on, my, on Facebook might because, like I said, there are some really shitty people on there, but um, they won't do that in my group because I won't allow it. Like, straight up, if you guys ever see anybody acting like shitty or shady in the group, seriously let me know because that shit's not going to fly. But bake something. Bake bread, bake muffins. Just bake something. Do a home blessing. And now I don't know how regularly you guys sage your homes or do the do a cleanse or anything, but... This is really a good time to bless your home and prepare it for everything that's coming up and get everything just in order. I know, like, you know, we did, uh, for Embolic, we kind of did, like, a, a pre-spring cleaning. Well, now we're kind of doing, like, a, a pre-fall protection situation. That's kind of, like, the whole idea of that. All right, next thing you could do is toast to the sunset sunsets are beautiful I don't care where you are you don't have to be in some amazing like you know Phoenix Arizona or some shit sunsets are beautiful all over it's just a very beautiful sight it's very empowering to watch them it's just gorgeous so have a toast to it enjoy that sunset and really soak in that energy and then another thing you could do is lighting fireworks and I think that's really cool. It's a really cool way to celebrate. It's kind of like the end of uh, summer. We're getting ready to go into fall. The the weather's going to start getting a little cooler out. Nights are getting longer. Days are shorter. It's uh, kind of like a little set-off, you know. We're giving a big old blast for fall to come in. So, that is Llamas. Alright, so the next one is Maven. And that is another one, like I said, that the name did not actually come about until the 1970s. People might be shitty if you call it Maven instead of the Fall Equinox. Just because some people are assholes and just like to bitch about things. But this year it is on September 22nd. You can call it Maven. You can call it the Fall Equinox. You can call it whatever you want. This is when the days and nights are completely equal and the nights will continue to get longer and the days will continue to get shorter uh, it's also called harvest home for some people we'll call it harvest home it is a time for the final harvest of grains fruits veggies all that stuff 
the beauty of summer starting to give way and the desolation of winter is coming. But fall in itself, this is just such a fucking beautiful time of year. I'm going to go off track for a second here, guys. I lived in Arizona and Phoenix specifically for um, almost a year. And I hated it. <laughs> I loved having everything so close because, like I said, where I live now, everything is like 30-minute drive or 30-mile drive for everything. But in Phoenix, everything was super close, and that was wonderful. But there was no, like, change of seasons or scenery. Everything was exactly the same. Like, I don't care if it was December or if it was July. It looked exactly the same outside. There was no difference. In Indiana, you can tell, like, what time of year it is when you look outside. Like, if you see a picture of me standing in front of my house or whatever, you can tell what time of year it is by the trees, by the sky, by all that shit. In Arizona, you cannot. It can literally be any fucking day. You could tell me that you took that picture, you know, four years ago on December 14th, and you could have taken it this morning, and I would have no fucking clue if you're lying to me because it all looks the same, and I hated it. Fall is just so beautiful, and there's something about fall, time of year, that just enlivens me, and it's like a fucking rocket set off inside of me, and I know you guys are thinking, okay, she's crazy, what the hell is she talking about? I don't know what it is, but the fall equinox, or maven, is just such a powerful time for me, and as we get into Samhain next, I will, and we'll talk about that, I don't know what it is, but literally between... Maven and Samhain is just the most amazing time for me in my life. That's when I fell in love with my husband too. So I really think that that may have like a part of it. But there's just something about everything outside Mother Earth, Mother Nature. Every bit of it that's so empowering to me as a witch when I step out and just absorb everything. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. It's just such a beautiful time. So, back to the sadness part of it all. Darkness does start to overtake the light. And that is because it's turning to fall. And winter's around the corner. So, some things that you can do to celebrate Maven or the fall equinox. Is decorate your home for fall, for autumn. Decorate it like you're, you know, decorating for Thanksgiving. Obviously, kind of situation. But you can decorate your altar too. You can decorate everything. And one of my favorite things to do, because I do live in Indiana, is I can bring in actual, like, tree branches, after I've asked the tree for permission, um, with some leaves on them that are very colorful and different things. You can incorporate so much of nature into your home during this time of year. It's unreal. It's just, it's really fun. You could go pick apples or bob for apples, make pumpkin treats, and you can do that from scratch or from a box or whatever. But this is also another time of year for witches that's really wonderful, especially if you're a kitchen witch or you dabble with any type of kitchen witchery. Try new recipes, add some new magic into your food, into your baked items, whatever. Have fun with it. And if it's messed up, fuck it. Start over. Do something else. Try again. Throw it away. It doesn't matter. Step out of your little comfort zone a little bit and just try something new. And add to your amazingness it's just a really fun time to play around with things you you know cozy up your home and burn some cinnamon and take nature walks and it's also a time for p 
PSLs, pumpkin spiced lattes. I used to fucking hate pumpkin spice lattes. I don't know what it was. They were disgusting. I think, honestly, because the first time I got one, I literally drank. It was a K-cup for my Keurig, and I made it at home, and I was like, this is so disgustingly fucking gross. I wanted to puke. So, never had them again, and then um, I got the wrong drink. Um, I was at McDonald's, because we don't have a Starbucks here, and I got a, what I thought was a caramel macchiato iced coffee. Turned out to be a pumpkin spice iced coffee. And it was fucking amazing. And I don't know if I just didn't like the hot lattes, maybe that's why. Or if I didn't like that brand that I had for the Keurig. But I'm telling you why, ever since then, I have been like a total hoe for pumpkin spice. I know, I'm crazy, whatever. I'm just a basic white girl. Or basic witch. (laughs) Okay, that was a stupid laugh. But anyway, you get my point. Like, it is time for all those wonderful things. And these are also awesome ways you can celebrate. The last way that I will recommend that you celebrate Mabin is planning for Samhain. That is also known as Halloween. So, that is our next Sabbath and our last of the eight Sabbaths. Samhain is a very, very magical time for witches. The veil is absolutely thinnest. It is October 31st. It is Halloween back then, witches would, um, and everybody actually, would wear masks and disguises so that the spirits of their loved ones, um, wouldn't mess with them, which is really weird because you would think that your loved ones wouldn't want to mess with you because you love them, but in some stories from way back when, people got pretty fucked by their relatives, like, some bad shit happened to them. So I don't know if they just had like some bad blood going on before somebody passed or what, but there's some evil stories that literally created this whole concept of wearing a mask in a disguise for Halloween or Samhain. So yeah, it's off. It's super insane, but Samhain is often considered um, the most important Sabbath because like I said, the veil is at its thinnest and it's a great time to remember your ancestors. And I know everybody's like, Halloween, that's so spooky. Why would you think of your ancestors then? Well, normal people would think, you know, like that. But us witches, we think the veil is thin. It's a great time to try to contact them. Use divination, a spirit board, something to try to to talk to them. Because like I said, the veil is thinnest here. And this is our best chance to actually really connect with someone that we may not have that chance to all the time. So... We're celebrating the harvest and all that's been accomplished over the year. Um, Like I said, it's the best time to connect with the dead. The veil is at its thinnest it's ever been between the two worlds. And it's just the perfect time to connect. So, some different ways that you can celebrate. You can have a dumb supper. And you're like, okay, um, what the fuck is a dumb supper? Okay, so let me explain. A dumb supper is when you make a dinner and a meal and everything and you set an extra place for your loved one that you want to connect with. You will set a plate and a fork and spoon and I've like all the utensils. Literally put food on the on the plate for them. Um, pour a drink for them. Whatever. And then you're going to start with eating your dessert first. And I honest to God, I do not know why 
you start with your dessert first. I really have no clue, but that is what everything I've ever set, found says to do during a dumb supper. You start with your dessert first, and you eat in silence. And you're basically just kind of um, opening up that opportunity to them. You're kind of calling to them to come to you. Now, they may not come to you while you're eating. You may not hear anything or feel anything. But later, when you try to connect with them during using divination afterwards, they're going to connect. So, it's just a really cool time. Uh, it's a really cool concept. I mean, the, the dumb supper. Um, reaching out to the dead loved ones, like we'd said. Uh, make candies. A lot of people will make homemade candies around this time. Christmas or Yule is another really good time to make homemade candies. But Samhain has always been, for witches, a really great time to make candies. I make Buckeyes all the time. Haystacks, things like that. Um, they're not to hand out to trick-or-treaters or anything. They're more just for like my family. But it's something I do. Tried a new divination or try an old one that you haven't done in a while. I mean, like I said, the Veils of Thinness, this is a perfect time to connect with um, your loved ones that have already passed. Try anything. Step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Not too much where you're going to like totally freak out or anything, but step out, have that fun, and try and reach them. Honor your ancestors. It's really important that you have respect for your loved ones that you're trying to contact right now, though. Um, don't get pissed off if they don't come to you or don't answer right away or don't give you the answers that you want because they may not know how to yet. I mean, some spirits and energies just don't have that knowledge to connect with us yet. And some are still learning. And I know it sounds really crazy like, oh, they're a ghost, Cassie. How the fuck can they actually learn? That's like they're going to school or anything. I know, but... It requires a lot of energy for spirits and energy to actually connect with us. So, some of them just don't have it yet. And I've learned that from all of my times of trying to connect and working with people who connect and talking to other mediums and things like that. And it's just some of them don't know how to connect. So, don't get frustrated. Just work with it. It'll be fine. Um, make soul cakes and leave them out for the dead. Have a fire, visit a haunted house. On Halloween, my husband and I, we go all out. We have for years. It has literally been our thing for Samhain. We just go crazy. We are known as that house. Um, We've had kids take off running and lose a shoe and forget it. Like, not come back for it. I got to get a hold of parents, you know, like the next day. And be like, hey, so your kid lost their shoe in my yard. They got scared, all that. Um we've just been so drawn to this time of year it's just such a magical feeling it's almost like Christmas for us and uh, we just we plan out like we've already kind of started planning our Samhain celebration now and it's literally July 1st today so you'll find that there's going to be maybe one or two Sabbaths that really call to you and draw you in and you may not know why they do, but you'll find out over time as your path grows and um, as you really get going and harnessing your craft and embracing everything, you're going to notice that things will start to make more sense as you go. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm really drawn to silent and it just has this pull over me. And I think it's because, like, my husband and I, we fell in love during this time of year, but 
we just had this connection and this bond and it's a really great time for me to connect with other people and connect with the spirits not only my loved ones but the other spirits that are in my home and if you followed along with any of my story on um, the Facebook page you know that my home is haunted it has been there's been activity here since we originally moved in in 2004 and they've been getting a lot uh, more active lately at nighttime they will not stop talking so it's really hard to sleep but um, I'm just drawn to that and it's crazy how you'll see different things that you'll be drawn to and then you'll just go make yourself crazy trying to research it and find out why but you may not have any answers even after hours and hours and days of research but one day it'll finally come to you and you'll finally understand oh shit that makes sense now and it's all on your own path and your own time so don't panic if stuff you know something's really weird calling to you now and you don't understand it or whatever you will on time I promise so that was the wheel of the year Uh, I know this episode ran a little longer than normal ones and I'm sorry about that but there was a lot to talk about um if you guys want to continue the conversation or have any questions, you can email me at thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. You can join the Facebook group, The Basic Witch. We can chat there, have conversations. I'd really like to um, start a thread next week or in a couple days after this is aired. People have had time to listen to it on everybody's um, outlook on the wheel of the year and things that they do to celebrate and what different paths believe or do or whatever um as you guys know i'm eclectic so i kind of take from each different path you know a little bit from everyone and make my own thing with it and it seems to be a lot of the um which is in the group are eclectic and that's great um i i think everybody should just be who the hell they want to be if you want to be wiccan or pagan or green witch kitchen witch eclectic witch a sea witch that's fucking awesome you do your thing and you kick ass at it because that's the only way you're going to be happy is if you're doing your own thing so i do want to have that conversation with everybody later um please remember that there's no wrong way to be a witch so don't feel like you have to um do everything i just said in the suggested ways to celebrate it would be really cool to see everybody though kind of decorate your altars with something for each of the sabbats and just to change it up a little bit and post pictures when you do it. I just think it's really cool to share, share your altars. I just love that idea. I like sending other people's. It kind of gives me inspiration and everything. So, um, I think that's it for today. I am working on a giveaway, guys. I do want to give away, um, do a giveaway of something. I haven't really figured out what it's going to be yet. But, um, I do want to put something together to do a giveaway. Don't forget, um... The Facebook page, The Basic Witch Group. You can email me, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. Next week's episode has not been decided yet. Um, there are so many damn things I want to talk to you guys about, and it's crazy. But I will let you guys know on the Facebook group what is coming up next. Um, also, ooh, before I forget, kind of related, kind of not related. My husband and I are starting a YouTube channel slash podcast slash whatever it's called well that's creepy and we're gonna be talking about different creepy things that happen from tv shows to movies to haunted houses to real life encounters to witches witchcraft literally anything that makes people say oh well that's creepy literally everything we're doing our first episode um this weekend so it should be up coming 
hopefully by Monday, which is what, the the 6th, hopefully it'll be up by July 6th and everything, you guys can follow us on Instagram at well that's underscore creepy, and check it out, and I think that's it, so I will talk to you witches later, peace out, blessed be.